Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. With another episode of Live On Purpose Radio, Holly Bowerman is with me here today. Welcome, Holly. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I got a referral to invite you to Live On Purpose Radio from a friend of mine who was also a guest on the show earlier. Her name is Wendy Parmley. Yep. And some of you may remember that episode. Wendy uh, talked to us about hope after suicide. Um, kind of a tough topic. Mm-hmm. Really tough topic. It's You know what, Holly? I have, in the last two years, I'm guessing, I've had that call nine times. Oh, my goodness. Now, that's... Probably uncommon because I'm a, I'm a yeah. psychologist and, and I get calls that other people don't sometimes. Yeah. But some of these were, were people who were quite close to me. In fact, I spoke at one of those funerals uh, of a friend of mine. And, and this happens all too often. Now, this is part of your story as well. Mm-hmm. And for you listeners, Holly is a nurse. She is a healing professional. Mm-hmm. And, and works with me. You, you work with all aspects of healing, though. Yeah. I'm kind of picking that up about you. Yeah. So you've, you've got the classical training yeah. as a nurse. Uh, you could ditch me up if you had to, probably. I've, Maybe. <laughs> let's not let's experiment not with that. Yeah. Okay. But um, you've also discovered some, some aspects of healing that are a little less traditional in terms of the medical profession. Right. Because it has a whole lot to do with our mind and our heart and, and uh, who we are as people. Right. So um, with that brief introduction, Holly, and you can clear up anything that I <laughs> yeah, said that was wrong. But no, that's good. If you would like to um, just take a moment or two to bring us up to speed on, on your story. Okay. What is it that you're, you're coming in with today? Talk about them. Okay, so um, my story, I always say, begins in 2011, mm. although it really began much longer before then, you know, much before. Yeah, well, all of our stories yeah. begin a lot earlier. At birth. You know what? I asked one of my guests, and she said, well, I was born at a very early age. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yep. We're not going back that far. <laughs> yeah. But in 2011, some things so some shifted. Big for you. things shifted for me, mm-hmm. um, in a lot of different ways. Um, the big life events that happened were in February of 2011. My mom committed suicide, and mm. then um, later that year, I filed for a divorce. And oh so, wow! Yeah, I had two major losses in a very short amount of Those time. Those are big ones. Yeah. And wow. they were they were big ones on top of a pile of really hard things prior to that. I lost a brother in 2001 to suicide. Also to suicide. Mm-hmm. And I caught this when I read your book. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, folks, let me just, since I mentioned it, um, Holly has written a book called You're Not Crazy, <laughs> You're Wounded. Right. 
Yep, you're wounded. <laughs> that title caught yeah. my attention. You're Good. not crazy. Yeah, you might feel you're like un- it. Well, when these things happen, you do. Yeah, you start to feel like you're losing it. Right. Yeah, because everything, what I learned, because it's also, a, it says, a practical and spiritual guide to healing from emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. And that's because basically what I had learned through all of these really hard things and what the turning point for me was after, because I suffered with depression and anxiety and um, at times felt suicidal, although I never attempted, um, I saw this familial pattern that I wanted to understand on a deeper level. Right. And it was a a diagnosis of emotional trauma Mm. that shifted that for me in such a way that Finally, I was starting to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Mm. Finally, I was able to honor it because so many people were treating the anxiety and the depression as you have anxiety, you have depression. But really what I had Mm. was emotional trauma and those were manifestations of what I was suffering through. And that's where I started to... We're going to go deeper than just you have anxiety. We're going to go deeper than you have just depression. It's like, what are those telling you? I love that. Holly, you're a nurse. Mm -hmm. I'm a psychologist. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We may have some similar languages that we can speak. Uh, I I discovered early on in my career, when you talk about depression, for example, or anxiety, I look at those things as symptomatic. uh, Depression is kind of like the fever of mental illness. Right. The fever isn't the problem. The right. fever is an indicator that there's so a, problem. a problem, that right. something is wounded or broken or hurt right. in some way. Right. So uh, too often we want to go in and, and treat the depression mm-hmm. when really the depression is an indicator that something else is going on. Right. And a lot of times um, in emotional trauma or trauma, just mm-hmm. in general, depression is actually... Um, caused by shame when you cycle oh, yeah. over and over and over in your mind of um, in shame because mm-hmm. of your emotional trauma you're, you're embarrassed about it you're embarrassed um, basically you go into fight or flight and you're yeah. you're embarrassed on what that looks like externally and so then you cycle and cycle can I just comment about that too? Yeah. because a few minutes ago you said I had depression mm-hmm. and anxiety and I'm, I'm over here feeling proud of you yeah. for just saying it. Oh, thanks. It's like, oh, I'm not going to say anything, you know, no. because of the shame that you're talking yeah. about. It's like, yeah, I'm feeling these things, but I can't let anybody know because right. if they knew that this was going on, right. what would they think of me? Right. That's the kind of shame you're talking mm-hmm. about. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I talk about it. That's why I've written books about it mm-hmm. because I want to bring it. I call it in my book that I have right now, I call that Facing the Bully. And it's mm. basically bringing that thing that's in the dark that feels like it's bullying you, like you can't mm-hmm. put a finger on it, and it's about bringing it to the light right. so it can't be this big, ugly monster anymore mm-hmm. in your life because you can now see it for what it is. Right. And I believe that's what moves you from feeling like, am I losing grip with reality to, you know what, no, this is just something that once I bring to the light, I can see it as it is mm-hmm. for what it is, and then I can really get... A grasp on it and so I really I'm, it's really important for me to tell people yeah I've had anxiety I had imp- depression I've struggled with it my whole life but it's not who I am 
That's right. <laughs> it's not who I am at all. I just got up and brought something off of my shelf. What do you see here, Holly? A Monsters, Inc. A monster. <laughs> I've got a whole shelf yeah. over here. And I have little kids come into the office sometimes, but there's another reason I keep these here. Yeah. Do you see how tall this monster is? Can you tell our listeners? Uh, it's pretty small. About, what, four or five inches, yeah, maybe? Yeah, tall, yeah. So what I've got here, folks, is just a little uh, toy figurine of Sully from mm -hmm. Monsters, Inc. And I've got the whole the whole crew over oh, there. Oh, cool, <laughs> yeah. Okay, the Monsters, Inc. guys. And it, it reminds me kind of like what you're saying here. Yes, he's a monster. And he's four inches tall. Right. And when we bring him out in the light and set him down right here, he doesn't look very scary. Right. That's the same kind of a principle, I think, that you're talking totally. about here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a big aspect, I f um, feel, in healing because it feels, I always tell people, trust me when I say it feels so much bigger than it is. Yes. Trust me. You know, I just say, please trust me. Yeah. And, and because I saw that struggle with my mom, mm. that she could never face the, the demons that were, um, I guess, haunting her, for lack of a better yeah, word. Yeah, the monsters. Yeah, the monsters her, that I always, from my perspective, um, was like, let's just do this together. Let's We can do this together, you know? Mm -hmm. I never could understand why it was so scary, but it's because of how much it, it feels overwhelming. It feels so scary. Right. So um, it's kind of a little bit of a self-talk that you do where you say I'm ready to face this and I'm ready to do the work but yeah in talking about emotional healing I also say that there's a lot of these myths that people teach about healing um oh yeah you know and mindsets that mm -hmm. people talk about my whole life what I come to realize is that I was looking for something to fix me so I went from which assumes that you're broken yeah so I went mm -hmm. from place to place, from psychologist to psychologist, saying, okay, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm gonna do, we're gonna do this, we're gonna figure yeah. it out. But what I was really saying was fix me. Mm -hmm. And um, what shifted my ability to heal was when I finally just stopped trying to fix myself and, try, and just embraced that I'm not broken, I'm wounded. Yeah. You know, and we're going to do this hard work that's called um, healing. Mm -hmm. You know, healing from the inside out work. You know what, though? As you, like back in nursing school, mm -hmm. when you're learning about human physiology right. and the body, right. it's, it's miraculous, really, that we are designed right. to heal. We are designed to heal. Yep. Is that true? Yep. That's good yes. news. Well, and um, I share this in my book as well, which is the principles of healing. Uh -huh. um, even the really hard, tough wounds. What we're trying to do with all of our wound care supplies and um, mm -hmm. and everything that we do, antibiotics, specialists. Band-aids. Yeah, band-aids. <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> make me laugh because it's not about band-aids. <laughs> I know, um, right? Right. But it's all about recreating our natural environment. So whatever we mm. use to help you to help the individual heal, it's to recreate their natural environment. And I say our natural, emotional healed yeah. environment is peace. Yeah. And so we're, what we're trying to do when we heal from emotions is bring ourselves back to peace, bring ourselves back right. to wholeness, emotionally. Yeah. It's and I I chuckle about the whole band aid thing too because we have uh, 
everything in the healing arts and in the healing professions is yeah. to enable the body and the mind to do exactly what it's already designed to do. Yeah. And in fact, we can't heal something from the outside. Right. We can only create optimal environments for the healing to occur. Correct. Yep. And so I love where you're going with that. Folks, this is Holly Bowerman today at Live On Purpose Radio. We're going to continue this discussion about healing as we get back from this break. Stay with us. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Aristotle Thank you for listening to Live on Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com And we're back with Holly Bowerman today at Live On Purpose Radio. Holly, tough, tough subject. Um, when we lose someone that we love... Uh, and and they they've taken their own life it's hard to wrap your head around that mm -hmm. and you had this happen to two members of your family mm -hmm. this causes a wound mm -hmm. which goes back to the title of your book you're not crazy you're wounded mm -hmm. how are you supposed to feel when these things happen right well yeah pretty wounded <laughs> that's how you're supposed to feel yeah you're supposed to feel that way yeah right. and it's not fun it's not fun at all absolutely not fun or pleasant but you found that there are some things even some very practical things right that people can do when they're wounded right now folks this is a nurse listen to her <laughs> <laughs> but you're talking more about emotional healing right. the same principles apply same though principles, i uh -huh. mean there's first aid there's yeah uh, hygiene. There's all kinds of things that we can apply to a mental mm -hmm. or emotional framework yeah. that's going to help us out. And you've done some of that in your book. Mm -hmm. um, One of the big things I tell people, mm -hmm. um, and it's the same thing I'd tell you if I was your nurse, I'd say, you need an, a healing environment. You know, you need to create yes. your own healing environment. And emotionally, that means who are the people that you're surrounding yourself with? You know, surround yourself mm -hmm. with really loving, gentle, kind understanding people um yes even work environments are really important to look at and say is this a gentle environment where i can do my healing work um if it's not when i get home what am i doing to decompress and nurture and self-care so mm -hmm. i can continue to hold my job because that's really hard when i say people like when they have emotional trauma they're 
the equivalent of needing emotional um, ICU. But we don't have an yeah. emotional ICU. We don't have this Not really. permission to take time off to, to heal. And it's it, we are told, get back into the grind. We have bills to pay. You have things to mm. do. And I felt that was really cruel. Like it's I, kind of guilt and shame yeah, driven, isn't it? Yeah, I felt that was really cruel. And it felt cruel, but at the same time, I found ways to cope with that by mm -hmm. self-caring and by creating my healing environment. So uh, everything at home was really peaceful and quiet and, um, you know, meditation. So I tell people, map out 15 minutes a day, and I do that in my car, right, to work sometimes. Mm. I just use that time for quiet and for meditation. So you don't have the radio don't blaring. Have radio blaring. Mm -mm. You're not listening to the negative news. Yeah, and that's self-care to me. That's yeah. So I can cope with life um, to create that space. A lot of times I'm praying in that space, and so mm -hmm. whatever you choose to do with that, um, it's just a, an opportunity for a small window of self-care because everyone's like, well, "When am I going to do this? You know, when am I going to have time?" and um, when you're in this process, you have to make time for yourself and, and be yeah. really kind to it yourself. It does take some effort, too, it does. doesn't it? Mm -hmm. You know what? Let's get past the guilt and shame. Yeah. You've, you have to. <laughs> taking care of yourself and doing little things. Mm -hmm. I, I've sometimes thought of this as little daily paychecks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know how you feel when you get your paycheck, yeah. right? It's <laughs> like, awesome! <laughs> and you're just all excited about it. Something that elevates your mood. Yep. The, and, and it's okay. You're giving us permission to do this? Yes. I'm not just giving you permission. I'm writing you a prescription this, this, to take this care of yourself. This is required for your <laughs> mental health. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. We talk about this permission thing. Because a lot of times we don't allow ourselves permission. Right. We're so stuck in our own head and we're thinking about all those voices in the past that have told us, oh, come yeah. on, get over it, get Be back strong. to work. Yeah, buck up, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Get over it. Get over it. That's not a healthy thought, is it? No. And that's the thing I found with um, emotional trauma is like, it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks you should be over or what's, right. what shouldn't be hard for you. If it's hard for you, it's hard for you. It doesn't have to matter what the thing is. And so... Um, that's what I had to do. I had to finally say, you know what? Outside sources are saying I should be over it by now, but I'm not. And it mm. was this long, it was several years of honoring the space that I was in and honoring the difficulty of that, mm. you know, and writing it out. I mean, yeah. I wrote it out. I journaled about it. I saw my therapist weekly. I tried mm -hmm. other healing modalities to honor that and to give yeah. it a sacred space um, and I continue to do that. Like this podcast being here yeah. is self-care to me. It's a way of honoring. Well, even writing your book, yeah. helping and serving others. Right. That's part of your that's healing That's part as of well. my healing for sure. And that's the beautiful compensation in life. Mm -hmm. I think that as we, as we take good care of ourselves, we're in position to take good care of others. Mm -hmm. And there's this reciprocal thing that starts to happen right. where it creates a positive flow. Right. Yeah, I agree. So taking care of yourself is not only okay, it's required by this nurse, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, this, this idea of the, the little paychecks, that there's little victories that we experience mm -hmm. from time to time. We don't always even notice them. But right. you've got a little chapter in your book about this, too, right. about the small victories. Talk to us about that, Trina. Yeah. So it's titled Celebrating the Small Victories. And um, 
I wrote this chapter because when you're in a healing process, it can mm-hmm. be 18 steps forward and 100 steps back. Mm. So you're doing really well, doing really well, and all of a sudden you get this major setback that feels like you're back to square one. And so it's really about seeing that you made those steps forward. Mm-hmm. And even though you feel like you're back to square one, you're not. And in I share in my book this moment where what I started to do because um, I heard gratitude is really helpful in healing. Oh, yeah. I was trying to apply that principle because mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling very grateful. <laughs> and um, so I started thanking God for moments of peace, even if they were like 10-minute moments. Just a short yeah. little thing. If I wasn't in like a major anxiety attack or something, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'm going to be thankful for this 10 minutes. And over time, that became a day and months mm-hmm. till I realized one day that it had been eight months. Wow. Yeah since I had like a major anxiety attack. It's almost like your gratitude pays the bill for what you just right. received. Right. And then you get more. Right. I don't know if that's the best analogy, but <laughs> it's it, that's kind of what we're looking at though. Yeah. So the gratitude, you allow yourself to feel gratitude, to focus on and celebrate even the smallest victory. Yeah, even if it's 10 minutes. Just claim it. Claim it. Yes. It's really important to healing. So you don't get discouraged and think, I'm never going to get there. Right. Because that's where you start to cycle. It's like, I'm never going to get there. It's hopeless. Yeah. Um, I'm back to square one. So if you can say, hmm. I'm grateful in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful for this week. This was a really good week. Like um, when people share with me their small victories. I mean, I really go there with them and they say that mm-hmm. I had a great week after they have told me they had a really bad month. Mm-hmm. We have a party for that week. I'm like, wow, that's celebrated. We had a full week of good. Yeah. And you know, um, it's hard sometimes because mm-hmm. when you have trauma, it's hard for you to trust joy. It's hard for you to trust that, that cause you feel like it's going to be taken from you. The fear of losing. Mm-hmm. It. Mm-hmm. But that's actually what expands it is when you can just embrace those moments and be present with them. Right. Being present with peace. You know, you said something earlier, Holly, that I it keeps rolling around in my head a little bit. And yeah. it has to do with how we feel when these things happen. And, and the thing that I wanted to contribute to that is that you're never wrong about how you feel. Right. How you feel... Um, has a whole lot to do with the way your mind is processing the experience. But here's one way I describe it to my clients a lot. You're having a normal reaction to an abnormal event. Right. It's like it's normal to bleed if your arm is cut off. Right, right. (laughs) Okay, so... and. Sorry about the graphic analogy there, but... That's going, pretty true, though. Going back to the title of the book, you're not crazy, you're wounded. When mm-hmm. when you're wounded, it's normal to feel these things. Right. And it's, I think that's where the shame comes in. Yeah, like, I shouldn't I should be, be feeling this. Or mm-hmm. I should get over it. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And that's another analogy I use is not everybody can look at your wounds. Not everybody can go there with you. Right. And some people, like, kind of shy away it from you and say... Out. 
you know, a lot of people as a nurse will say, I don't know how you do what you do. I couldn't right. do that. And um, I found that's true with emotions as well. Not everyone can look I at your woundedness, right. you know. So um, while you may feel that from some people, there are people out there who can look at your woundedness emotionally and not be frightened by it and not be wanting you to get yourself together and just can sit with you in that moment. Yes. And I think that's really important to find those people and embrace you know what i had people. never thought about it that way before mm. i have people tell me that all the time i don't yeah. know how you do what you do and i'm like what yeah i it, i do it's this all the time yeah it's totally but gift. some people are freaked out by the sight of blood mm -hmm. and other people are freaked out by the sight of emotional trauma yeah so that is really interesting i've never thought about that yeah. molly i think it's a skill we can develop mm -hmm. But it, you might want to just take a little personal inventory here, folks, because if you're freaked out by the sight of emotional trauma, you might not want to go onto the accident scene. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but there are people who who can, can. tolerate that and who yeah. are who are good at are really good doing at the trauma work. Yeah. And. Uh, and those are the people... I appreciate I you pointing that out. Oh, thanks. Because <laughs> that's, that's a gift that I think I have. Because I am yeah. not freaked out by emotional trauma. Yeah. And I think I figured that out because I was so hurt a lot by people mm -hmm. who couldn't go there with me. The people I wanted to have go there with me couldn't. And that caused some extra trauma but that wasn't necessary. it's not because they don't love you. It's not because they don't love you. It's just, just because capable. they can't stand that they get queasy. And that is part of your healing is finally going, oh, that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. Wow. Yeah. Simple, but Simple. powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Holly, you're doing some good work. And oh, your book you. is, is for the purpose of, in fact, you guys, you're going to find if you pick up Holly's book, that this is a workbook. Right. Um, in other words, you, you teach the principles and then there are sections where you give these little assignments. Right. And so there's very practical things that you can do. Folks, if you're feeling paralyzed, if you're feeling stuck, if you've, if you've had some emotional wounds, there's stuff you can do about this. Yeah. And by all means, let's, let's use those resources. So Holly's book is one of these resources. This is called You're Not Crazy, You're Wounded. You've got another one that's called Say What You Need to Say. Mm -hmm. um, both titles by Holly Bowerman, B-O-W-E-R-M-A-N. And they can get these on Amazon. Is right. that right, Holly? Yep. Now, you've got a website that you've set up to support people who are in this process yeah. as well. Can you tell us about that? So the website is HopeHealEmpower.com. Hope, Heal, Empower. All one word. Yeah. Hope, Heal, Empower. <coughs> Hope, Heal, Empower. Hope, Heal, <laughs> Empower. Dot com. And what's available there? So the reason why I titled it that is because I feel like that's the process you have to go through in order. Like I always wanted to be on the empower mm. side, but it starts with hope. You have to do the healing work. Your own. Your own. Uh-huh. And then that's what gets you on the other side to be empowered by your experiences, to be empowered in the healing process, to stand in your power. Yeah. And so it's, that's why it it's that three word three parts yeah, yeah. three parts um i just have a blog that shares some different insights into healing and okay. specifically emotional trauma right um that's the main purpose of it and there's various modalities of healing that you're familiar with and that you've mm -hmm. received some training in and that you can mm -hmm. assist people with mm -hmm. if they would like to access that uh-huh correct thank you for that yeah so folks go to amazon 
check out Holly's book, You're Not Crazy, You're Wounded. Holly Bowerman, thank you so much for being here at Live On Purpose Radio today. Thanks for having me. It's time, everybody, to go out and live on purpose. Purpose.